You are listening to the Faith, Love, and Relationship Podcast with Melvin Davis. Today, I want to discuss the desires of a woman's heart. Out of my personal time with the Lord and and personal experiences and from listening, past mistakes, trial and error, the Lord has revealed to me uh, certain things uh, as I prepare for the woman that God has for me, that he has imparted into me uh, his wisdom and preparation for marriage and I want to pass a few of those things along uh, to you so if you're listening right now I just pray that you listen with an open heart with an open mind Uh, discern what I'm saying to you if you don't take it as face value but take it to the Lord Ask the Holy Spirit to examine, confirm what I'm saying to you. I'm confident and I know that God is using me to level the playing field when it comes to godly courting and godly relationships. Balance is necessary as both men and women who are single and desiring to be married one day. And it's unbiblical. I've said this before on the other podcast. It's unbiblical and unhealthy to have a one-dimensional, one-sided perspective about godly relationships. And the Lord is using me um, to kind of change that, if you will. So I want to talk about the desires of a woman's heart. And before I get into the message, I want to pray. I want to make sure that I keep Melvin, Melvin's personal thoughts and opinions out of what the Lord wants to say. And so, Jesus, I just thank you for being Lord and Savior over my life. Thank you for uh, your sovereignty. Thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us what love is and what it looks like. When you died on the cross, that was an expression of the highest form of love, which is sacrificial love. Thank you for your sacrifice. There's nothing that we can do to uh, thank you enough. I ask you, Lord, that you're Uh, that you would just fill um, the words that leave my mouth with your spirit. Fill them with truth. Speak to the heart and soul and the spirit of whoever is listening. Penetrate their hearts in in such a way that they're convicted, that they're changed and transformed, and that their mind and spirit is renewed that they are enlightened, that will be that they'll be encouraged 
to spend more time with you, to read your word. I understand, Lord, that it's in a secret place that we come to know how much you love us and how much you love, how much you love us redefines our definition of what love is. So thank you for being so, so patient, patient and kind and gentle um, with us. It's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. So I'm discussing the desires of a woman's heart. What I'm going to share with you, the first point that I'm going to get into is, is if you've been following me on, on social media, um, you want to be familiar with some of the things that I'm pointing out um, in this message. Um, as I said before, m- most of my messages are going to come from the things that I post, and I'm just going to expound on some of the quotes that I put out there already. So the first thing that a woman is desiring is that she doesn't want perfection. She wants you to pursue God or continuing pursuing God while you're courting her. She doesn't want perfection. She wants you to pursue God or continue pursuing God while courting her. And the reason why she's not looking for for perfection is because perfection does not exist within herself. However, pursuing God while quoting her sends the message that you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his and his righteousness. And this sends a message to her that God is your priority in your life. And that you're not making her God over your life. And some men have made the mistake or probably making the mistake of putting a woman in the place of God. And when a man does that, he becomes so consumed with her that he loses his identity in Christ and his life becomes hers. And this is something that a lot of men need to be careful about. And I believe just through studying the word of God that you begin to mature in such a way that you keep your priorities in line. And when, when men, you know, fall to that point or, or get in, in a, in a, uh, an emotional in mental space, when he becomes so consumed with the woman that he's pursuing, that she becomes God in his life. And that's going to turn a lot of women off when you don't have your your identity isn't uh, defined and made clear in who God has created you for. So it's it's a good thing to know what your purpose is in life. Your purpose is in life, uh, what God has called you to, while courting a woman. Because your priorities are going to be in line. And, and that's not to say that you you can't meet the love of your life 
and not truly know what your calling is, but because you've already established seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that your priorities are going to be in line and that you're going to be pursuing God while courting her and not, you know, make your life hers because that can come off as uh, insecure. Um, it can it can come off as uh, smothering. And and love doesn't suffocate. There's freedom and liberty and love. But when your life and, and your 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 thoughts every second and minute hour is so consumed um, with what she's doing, what she's up to, that can become very dangerous. And also courting her um, while pursuing God sets the tone of the courtship that you want to do things the right way, that you want to honor her and still view her as your sister in Christ until she becomes your wife. This doesn't detract from your physical attraction to her when I say, you know, viewing her as your sister in Christ, um, but it keeps your flesh in check so that you don't cross certain boundaries uh, that could jeopardize the purity that you want to maintain in this courtship. So a woman is, is not looking for perfection. Um, she knows that you're flawed. Um, we're, we're all are flawed um, in various ways, whether we are disciplined in certain areas. Some, there are other areas that we may not um, you know, be refined in. Um, and, and it takes great humility uh, to understand um, that we are imperfect people. But it's one thing uh, to be imperfect and comfortable in that. And it's another thing to be to be imperfect, but still pursuing God, because in our pursuit of God, we take on his image, uh, the identity that he has created us um, in from the beginning. And when we're pursuing God, our, our lives uh, continue to uh, change and evolve and we begin to take on uh, the person and character of who Christ is. And those things are attractive uh, to a godly woman. So you, a woman wants you to pursue God while you're courting her. Another thing that a woman desires is that she wants to be deeply loved. She wants to partner with you. She wants to win with you. She wants the relationship to bear fruit in the kingdom of God so that the two of you can inspire others to seek the godly intimacy that you have with her. All that God gives us is designed to glorify him, whether our friendships, who we fellowship with, our relationships should be a testimony and, ex and an expression of who God is. I, I mentioned before, we sometimes have to look at and assess the type 
the types of friendships that we have with people. You know, what brings us uh, closer to people? What what, what enable, enable, enables us to uh, sit at the same table and converse? You know, what's that, that, common, that common factor, that commonality that draws us closer together uh, to be able to coexist with each other? A woman is is she she wants to be deeply loved. And she she you know, the scripture says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, you know, love does not envy. It doesn't boast. There is no competition in love. And it takes a level of a vulnerability for a, a, a man to be able to let down his guard and allow a woman to be. Um, if she is ambitious, uh, she's a go-getter. Um, she she knows what her purpose is in Christ, and she's she's seeking and she's pursuing that. Um, she's moving um, in her calling with confidence, um, with grace, with assurance. Um, a man shouldn't feel feel threatened by that. And if a man feels threatened by a woman's purpose, then he may not be a part of that. So instead of viewing a, uh, an ambitious woman as a competitor, it's important to change your perspective and understand and see that she wants to win with you. Because when she wins, you win. And, and when you're winning, you're, you're inspiring her. Love should create the space where there's inspiration. Uh, with this encouragement, there's admonishment, and you're uplifting each other, and, and you're you're so connected to the true vine who is Christ that you're bearing fruit out of the calling, the purpose that God has called you to, and that alone is going to be an inspiration uh, to singles who are seeking and desiring what you have, and to be able to walk in that that. Uh, that level of of love and intimacy and fellowship with with, the, with each other it's going to become very visible and apparent to those who are looking on the outside and that doesn't mean that the relationship is going to be perfect like you're not going to have some hiccups here and there um but to view the things that you struggle with the things, the, the roadblocks that you um, that you may encounter in a relationship, view them as testimonies that you can um, talk about, talk about those things to other people to give them a template or an example um, and, and share wisdom of how you overcome the things that you have uh, faced in your relationship. So a woman wants to be deeply loved. She wants to partner with you. She wants to win with you. She wants the relationship to bear more fruit in the kingdom so the two of you can inspire others who are seeking the godly intimacy that you have with her. Number three, a woman desires a man with a discerning heart. This is a good one right here. 
A woman desires a woman. Um, I'm sorry, a woman desires a man with a discerning heart. What do I mean by that? I'm going to read a an excerpt from my novel, Hill for Love. Um, this I think is, is very relevant uh, to mention and read. And it's just a small, small quote. Um, and this is, you know, David and Jennifer are the two uh, characters, the main characters in my novel, Hell for Love. And I, I talk about, um, you know, a, a man with a discerning heart um, to illustrate what that looks like. So this is the excerpt. She just knew he was in tune with her. Sometimes a woman wants a man to interpret the unspoken and act upon what the Lord has revealed to him. She can tell that he knew they both needed each other at this moment. And I mentioned in a quote something similar to what I just what I just read. She's not asking for too much. She's believing God for a godly man. Someone who can interpret the tears of her past and wipe them away by not putting her through what she experienced. She wants a future with you. To be able to interpret the unspoken, there has to be, you have to have an intimate relationship with the Lord and the word of God which is your discerning of truth, your discerner of truth has to be within you. And when you have the word of God in you and you have the intimacy that you have with God, it heightens and sharpens your level of discernment that you're able to to pick up on things. I'm I'm the type of I'm the type of man that um uh who has a very uh sensitive spirit you meaning that i i pick up on a lot of things i can fill out the atmosphere um of a place uh, through, through discernment and as as you were reading in scripture when when you know you read about jesus in the in the the gospels and he and it, the word reads and he he knew that what they were thinking or he 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 knew their hearts um uh, and and i'll you know, share just a brief testimony. When I when I read the gospel, I have moments where I just pray and ask the Lord, I want that. Give me your compassion, give me your discernment. And he answers you. Um and and then asking uh for God to, you know, to give me Jesus asking Jesus to give me the discernment that he has, he he answered my prayer. Where where I'm able to be in tune with the person to know um what they're thinking, what they're feeling, where they're at spiritually, uh, and I'm I'm in, I'm interpreting what's not being spoken or voiced to me. And sometimes a woman will appreciate when you can do that, where you can just discern what she's thinking. Um, for example, if she needs time to herself, 
there's going to be a certain expression on her face or body language that's going to indicate um, and communicate that uh, to you. Or if something is bothering her, uh, the Spirit of God is, is going to let you know, give you a check in your spirit that something is wrong um, and that it will be a good time to stop what you're doing to give her your undivided attention. These are things that a, a woman um, is, is looking for. This, these are things that she's desiring in a man where she that you're able to um, react and respond without her telling you to or to to point certain things out to you because she she's going to expect you to just to know um, to know certain things already. And this isn't, you know, re, re, in, in reality, this isn't isn't a a 24 seven thing, because although we have discernment, um, you know, no one should be in a, in a, a relationship where you, you have to be a mind reader. It does take uh, communication um, from both ends um, to be able to articulate, uh, you know, whatever you're going through, what you're experiencing, what you're feeling. Uh, however, there are those moments when she appreciates you interpreting what she's not communicating with her words. The fifth, uh, the, the fourth thing um, that she's looking for, and I'm going to pull up scripture, right? Uh, to get this point across. Uh, fellas, she's looking for a woman desires and in Ephesians 5, 25, man. And I made, made note of this in my, my other podcast of what a man looks for in a woman. Um, so not only does a man is, is looking for an Ephesians 5, uh, one, but, but a woman is also looking for the same thing that the Word of God points out. And I'm going to read a few verses from uh, Ephesians 5, starting at 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. See, this is, this is who Christ represents to the church. He's the bridegroom and we are the bride. And Jesus, you know, I mentioned in my prayer that the Lord showed us what love is and what it looks like on the cross. That he sacrificed himself, he gave himself up that we may live in him. So love is sacrificial. And this is what Ephesians 5.25 points to. Um, that you should love your, love your wife in the way that Jesus loves the church. And he cleanses us with his word because his word is holy. His word is filled with holiness. His word is filled with absolute truth. Um, the water, his, his, his word washes us. 
um, and it cleanses us from our sins. Um, verse 28, in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Wow, this is so important right here and, and so critical because a man who doesn't love himself, well, he's not going to honor his wife. A man who doesn't love himself is not going to honor his wife. He's not going to treat her with that kind of uh, respect and give her that type of adoration and, and submission if he's not first submitted to God. Amen. So a woman desires in Ephesians 5, 25 men. And any man who's not led by God can't lead a woman. And I don't say that in a disrespectful way. And, I, and I'm not speaking about any type of relationship. I'm speaking in the context of Christ and Christ-like courting, um, you have to be led by God in order to lead her because if you're not being led by God, she's not going to submit to you. There's not going to, there's not going to be uh, a, a sense of, of, of her placing her trust in you to lead her. The last thing that I want to bring to your attention that a woman desires is that and this is a quote another quote that I threw out there on, on Instagram sometime last week and I said loving her faithfully is therapy to her soul Loving her faithfully is therapy to her soul. A tangible um, element of a relationship that's important to have is peace. A woman wants to be able to experience peace with you. And the obvious is that she wants you to be faithful to her. And what faithfulness and peace does, it's therapeutic to her soul. More like a, a soothing bomb where she doesn't have to worry about what you're up to and what you're doing, who you're with, but you're keeping boundaries set in place when she's not present with you. And that and that peace is, is therapeutic to her. It it gives it's it's like comfort food. It's like comfort food to her soul, um, where she has that confidence and and the, and the assurance in the relationship where she's not uh, worried, um, or there there aren't any uh, insecure thoughts um, that's being uh, given life and oxygen. Um, because she can't trust you. And just to have that, that comfort food um, that's therapeutic to her soul, um, not only does it just cement 
uh, the trust that she wants to have with you, but it helps her love you better. It's 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 better um, for her in in her acts of service and um, her effort efforts of 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 loving you and, and pleasing you and and treating you like um, the man that God has called you to be. And 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 therapy is is it's a relief of of tension, um, of anxiety of doubt or worry. Um, this doesn't mean that she's putting her trust in you the way that she should put her trust in Christ, but she should be able to trust what God has blessed her with and not have any, uh, any doubts um, or, or questions about your character um, and who you are and what you stand for. Um, but you, she's, you know, examining looking at your actions um, to see that you are who you say you are in Christ. So a woman, you know, she desires um, for you to love her faithfully um, because loving her faithfully is therapy to her soul. And I want to conclude this message by uh, just praying again with you. I want to thank you again for listening. Um, I pray that this message has um, has encouraged you in a good way. Um, and if it's convicted you, then conviction is, is a gift from the Holy Spirit that we're convicted, that we're able to repent of, of whatever um, that's, you know, in our hearts or things that we have done um, that may not have been pleasing to the Lord. Uh, I want you to know that forgiveness is at the cross. You know, Ephesians 5 says, you know, that we must love um, our wives and that, you know, that you must love your, your husband as Christ loved the church. You see forgiveness on that cross. You see perseverance on the cross, you see patience, long suffering. You see grace. You see a man, Christ, take on something that we, we could never bear. And because of his death on the cross, his death, his death was not in vain. But as a result of his sacrifice, the church is bearing fruit. Anything that God has placed in your life is designed to glorify him. That it should bear fruit. Whatever it is, whatever the calling that's on your life, it should bear fruit. And I'm going to close out in prayer. Jesus, thank you for this message. I pray that it penetrated the hearts of those who have listened. I ask you, Lord, that you would just continue to prepare us for the things that you have for us, that you will cleanse us with your word, that you will continue to draw us into your secret place, and that you will keep your hands upon our hearts.
that we may burn with an intense desire to love you, to praise you, to worship you. It's my prayer, Lord, that you will make um, your heart desires our heart desires, that you will place inside of us the things that you want us to pray for and to go after. I also, I also ask you, Lord Jesus, to remove the things in our lives that would just draw us from your protection, draw us out of your protection, that will lure us out of your will. And it's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. <laughs>